for another podcast. This is Ignore the Rant. And we're coming to you a little earlier this week because we have a scheduling conflict. So um, instead of our show being on Monday, um, we're putting one out today. And by today, I mean any day before Monday because, hey, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and uh, anyway... <laughs> Let's uh, let's get to it, fellas. I'm Doug. I'm Jim. I'm Arona from Arizona. Rock and roller. And we are ignoring the rant. Yeah, so late week edition. Not our typical recording on Sunday. Release uh, sometime thereafter. We are recording on Thursday. Thursday, July 23rd. Officially opening day. You hear that? You hear that crowd out there that just <laughs> erupted in cheer? Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Foul ball. Foul ball. Uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But anyway, yep, it's Thursday, midweek. Kind of just stretching this one out, seeing what happens. No real plan. We're just shooting from the hip. That's it. So since the last time that we recorded, which was uh, four days ago, a little bit has happened. Uh, a little bit was happening while we were recording. Yes. Or at least news-wise it was breaking out. And some pretty bizarre stuff. That uh, I, 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 you heard a lot about kind of right there immediately, and then it seems like it's just gone quiet. And the story I'm talking about is the alleged uh, assassin who was dressed as a FedEx driver, who, I mean, I, I he shot shows the defense up, attorney shows yeah. up to a house that belongs to a judge, and this all this is all judge in New Solace. Jersey, federal judge in New Jersey, yes, yeah. And knocks on the door, dressed as a FedEx driver. His name is Roy Den Hollander, is the suspected uh, murderer, and opens fire immediately on the first person who opens the door, who is the husband of the judge. No, it would be the son that was there first. It's uh, Daniel Anderl. He was shot first and killed. Oh, I've heard, I've heard it other, like that they shot the husband, the son came running to the door, and the son got shot um, second, but that's what I'm saying. You, hey, no one, no one knows what the hell happened. What do you know? To, what you know? Who do you believe? Who do you believe? I th well, they're trying to get their story straight, and I just I wasn't there. Oh, I know, man. Well, you better not have been. I there. was not there. <laughs> I promise, I was not there. Jim, I, go look for the FedEx uh, costume in Doug's closet there. <laughs> I'm not looking for shit. I believe you, Doug. I believe you already. <laughs> I wasn't there. Hell, you weren't there because you were with me and we were here. Yeah, we was here. And we was in fact, there. We was talking to people. It happened right when we were recording the show. Yeah, we were talking to people. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, whether the account, I mean, and I might have a, uh, I might have the account wrong. Arona, your your version might be right because I, I've you, heard both versions. By the way, yeah, okay. b both of both of what you guys have said, I've heard both of those. And I'm like, <laughs> well, which one was it? You know, I mean, that's that's my point. You know, we we weren't there, uh, so I think pretty much everything that I've read, though, they believe that the husband was the target. Well, of course, they're going to lead you in that direction. Because sure. they probably don't want to say it was a professional hit that went wrong. Hmm. <laughs> the guy was a p -p -p patsy. <laughs> That's hmm. what I think. So the whole point, the whole the whole reason why this story has any level of interest from me, and I would imagine from us, is that the the wife of the person shot, the federal judge was just assigned to a case involving Jeffrey Epstein four days and earlier. his ties. Four days. Yeah, four days prior, <laughs> and his ties to Deutsche Bank, which is internationally known as a very corrupt bank that has had numerous ups and downs of we're doing good, we're doing bad, we got to clear the books. I mean, it's it's ripe with controversy. We're taking drug dealers' money. We're taking fucking warlord's money hey you know bring your money to us yeah put it all in a pot put it all in a pile and and we'll we'll send it out there filter a little bit of that epstein money in yeah, there yeah make a little interest off of it for you yeah so the word on on the street is that this judge just got assigned to that case four days prior and then all of a sudden a gunman shows up at her house and kills her son and shoots her husband so immediately it's too coincidental 
for me not to, Put I don't know, anticipate that there is a level of connection there. There could be something there. And and not to mention, I mean, how perfect of a connection it is just uh, with the suspect because he's a noted um, anti-feminist. Um, you know, off of uh, you know Opie and Anthony, they were he was on there what uh, probably ten years ago. Yeah, two thousand ten. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, dude. I mean, Norton had to fight the guy for. I think a year after that because of defamation and he dragged him, him through the mud basically. Oh yeah. So you have somebody who's already has been in the public eye. I'm not going to say he was well known. I didn't know who the hell he was, but immediately when I started seeing this story start to come out, uh, online, there were immediate, you know, within minutes, Oh, that dude was on this episode of Opie and Anthony right. 10 years. It's like, how do you have this already? Right. Yeah. Like in your, how does that exist in someone's right. brain? It's well, like, you can like, pull that up. It was like the day, Dan, you know, when Kennedy got killed, same shit. It was, Oswald was all in the newspapers all over the world and he ain't even been booked in Dallas. Yeah. They well, had not only that, I mean, everything. Opie and Anthony newspapers all over the world. Just like, uh, um, just like Howard Stern does. So... With that, uh, there's a lot of fans that have very encyclopedic knowledge of the past episodes. Oh, I don't doubt that. I guess let me clarify. The the page where I saw this story posted was a private Facebook page that doesn't have that many people in it. And everything that's discussed in there, Opie and Anthony has never come up once. And even like Opie and Anthony style topics aren't even... the th Like, it just seemed odd... That and I'm not even calling this guy who commented. I'm sh I understand that people have encyclopedic memories and shit like that, but it was almost like how convenient is everything about this story, except that the judge didn't die. Could be a conspiracy theory. You know, it's almost did this anti-feminist guy. You know, and uh, yes, tinfoil hat time. Ding ding ding. Did this uh, you know anti-feminist dude this Roy? Roy D. Mercer. No, not that. Not him. <laughs> Roy Mercer. Um, but did this Roy guy get an order to go kill this judge or whatever? And he was such an anti-feminist, he didn't think a female could be a judge. And so he thought he was killing the judge. He, ne he never even thought to look for a woman. You know? Well, think and, and about see, it. Th this case, is, like you say, is a little too convenient. Uh, yeah, I think it's an intimidation tactic. so convenient is because... Okay, first of all, the case that the that um, Roy Den Hollander was on with Solace had to do with um, a woman's ability to sign up for selective service. I mean, it's such a bullshit case that it seems very odd that that would be the type of thing that would cause him to go off the deep. And not to mention, dude was found dead two hours away from the scene. Yeah. It just seems a little all convenient. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, look, anything... From here forward, that involves Jeffrey Epstein, anything the tinfoil hat is automatically going to go on. Whether yeah, it, whether it don't matter, it don't matter what it doesn't matter what it is, because that dude had his toe in everything, and everything he had his toe in would bite his toe off. Well, and the and the part the connection between the two that you were saying, Arona, that uh, this judge actually did hear a case that involved him. You know that was. That was even, uh, like it says here, Judge Salas or Salas uh, had agreed to hear the case in 2015, but di dismissed part of the suit in 2019. There was still another part of the case pending, however, and uh, and then he allegedly shot himself after killing her 20 year old son and severely injuring her husband. I don't know the update on the husband. Yeah, I haven't heard about the husband. I've either. heard that he's passed. Oh, have you? But heard. that's from somebody else claiming mm, right. that they heard that. I, uh, so I, I have no idea. Yeah. I read today, and this was two days ago, but it said that uh, the husband was going into a second surgery. And he, although he was still critical, it seemed as though he, he would be able to pull through. Yeah, and that's what my thinking is. I'm just saying I have heard someone say that uh, he thought that both the son... And he, that's my point. All of this is just weird. Right. And, yeah. uh, Nobody and, knows anything. And not only that, yeah, the two hours away, like if he was already suicidal, 
Why wouldn't he go in the ha- like? Why kill? Yeah, why wouldn't he just keep going through the house until he found her? Yeah, a lot of things about this don't make any sense. No, and, and then but on the other hand, it does make sense. You know, it's like um, it sounds a lot like keep your mouth shut. Which far? Which way do you want to go? Do you want to go the way of the story they're trying to tell you, or do you want to go the way of hey, well maybe it was a professional hit and the guy. Thought he got who he was supposed to get. You know, all he knew was, hey, you get a judge. You're going to get the judge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or something happened. A shooter came to the house and shot two people. Dressed like a FedEx agent. Yes. That should be put out there every time the story is told. Because that's what professional hitmen do. Yeah. They dress like the mailman, a police officer. Someone you would normally encounter. Uh, Exactly. Somebody that that you wouldn't wouldn't even think twice about coming to your door. There's that. There's the two hours away, and there's conveniently shot in the head. That <laughs> the, the dude that did it. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. Conveniently yeah. killed himself. So, so he could have easily been given order. They could have hired him, this Roy Hollander dude, to go do it. He carried it out, thought he did a good job. Right. They found out he didn't kill the right people, and then they offed him. Right. And Thank so, the, the, again, the true... People who had the motive, the initiative, the plan are still out there. Right. This this story broke Sunday as we were bouncing down our, our Sunday episode that was released on Mondays. And I started looking into it and I was like, holy shit, have you seen this? And it, it was just coming out. It's out of Los Angeles. Now, remember, the judge's family was in, in, New, in Jersey. New Jersey. Yes, New Jersey. And that was Sunday, which was like, what, the 19th, right. I think? right. So it says on July 11th, a full week before, sorry, I'm not good at math, um, attorney Mark Angelucci was shot and killed at his Crestline home, according to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. Law enforcement says Monday that the killing might be connected to the Sunday shooting at a judge's home in New Jersey. The gunman at Judge Esther Salas' New Jersey home Sunday was reportedly dressed as a FedEx delivery driver. In this California case, the quote from someone uh, familiar with the scene out there said, apparently somebody came to the house posed as a delivery person, and when he left, Mark uh, Angelucci was dead. So same scenario, delivery driver in both cases, which is why they think it is connected, And this guy was a prominent men's rights movement attorney who had had dealings with this Roy Hollander guy. It goes on in the story and says that they had run-ins. They didn't like each other. Uh, I think that they kicked this Roy Hollander guy out of this men's rights group because he was so nutty. And you can go back and find this episode of Opie and Anthony that has him on as a guest. And it's, it's, I guess, funny for the sake of this story. All the people, you see all the comments, they stop it about nine years ago. And then there's just an explosion of comments like, like 20 minutes ago, past two week, hours yeah, ago, yeah, one day right. ago. And everybody who's commenting on it now are time stamping parts in it where he's saying the most ridiculous, like he, he poses all these questions on this episode about like, when has someone just walked up to a feminist and shot her in the face? Wow. And it's like, who talks like this? Even 10 years ago. So it's it's likely to say the guy didn't probably change his beliefs over 10 years. Right. So, yeah, would he be naturally motivated to do some effed up stuff? Sure. Uh, but as far as this whole case in New Jersey, it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. It just doesn't. None, none of this adds up. It's, it's almost Here's like they the were thing. building the perfect Patsy that- and he fucked it up. Well, from that article also, I mean, uh, you know, the, the head of that group, um, he's on record as saying, I want to be real clear, he's not an NCFM member, and why isn't he? Because I threw him out five, six years ago because he was a nut job. Now, he's not the only one to say that. When I, I listen to uh, Jim Norton's got his own podcast right now as well, and I listen to the episode the day after everything happened, he's just like... You know, I've been hearing this Patsy, you know, theory with Epstein and everything. And I just want to say, dude is insane. He, I mean, the, the levels of insanity, 
that he witnessed during the time that the guy was going against him was, you know, off the chart. And now I will make the point. It's not out of the stretch of imagination that a crazy whacked out incel would um, decide to go gun crazy. It's a little bit more surprising that dude's 72 years old and carries it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, exactly. this guy's 72. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. Nah, that ain't flying. No, that's not flying. No, how many how many murderous seventy two year olds that haven't killed anybody in their life yeah, all of a sudden yeah, goes you, on no, this? Yeah, you'd all, you would have killed somebody by then. I would yeah. think so. My uncle probably is. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, okay, uh, well, they're out there. I guess they're out there. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, Arona's uncle. Uh, I don't know you, but I I like you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, hey, we've never had beef. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's a story that obviously it's going to be interesting to see if it stays in the news because it seemed like it had a, about a 48 hour news life. And it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing in Manhattan. The dude getting hacked up in his, in his apartment, you know? Yes. $3 million, $3 million apartment, downtown Manhattan. The guy goes into his elevator. They have video footage of the guy getting in the elevator with him because the elevator opens up in this guy's apartment and someone was in the elevator with him. So they took from that, that he knew this someone because the elevator opens into this guy's apartment, right? Yeah. So he gets in the elevator, they get to his apartment, they have video footage in the apartment. They stop it. They won't let us see it. <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But that you see the the guy get out behind him in the elevator. And this man gets bludgeoned, dismembered with a saw. And his body parts are spread throughout the apartment. And the guy gets in the elevator and leaves. Now, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this doesn't just happen. And then, yeah, you don't just dismember people. You don't. You don't do that. Not okay. randomly, anyway. So now, this the, obviously a couple days later, I heard that the guy was a former intern or a coworker or something of in, this involved guy. in his uh, company. Uh, yeah, his, his tech guy. company. He's yeah. He, he was, was a, a C, he was a thirty three year old tech, tech CEO, tech millionaire. He yeah. was a millionaire. And because we're on the story, uh, just for accuracy's sake his name was fahim saleh i believe is how you pronounce right. it. right he is of uh you know middle eastern or indian but you know basically descent. he goes out khashoggi style mm -hmm. you know and when i hear that you don't hear of normal people dismembering people and putting their body parts in separate rooms no, in an this apartment guy, this guy must have just got done binge watching dexter over that the was quarantine. a message to somebody that's basically what i saw that as uh so yeah it's crazy it's crazy what's going on in this world i tell you if we're well, not careful mm, there's no telling what could happen i see this a lot like uh, i don't know if y'all have seen the show um mind hunters but uh something in that show it's a study of serial killers when they first started and one of the things that they said was because of civil unrest that was happening due to Vietnam and things like that, right. it caused an outcry of a lot of psychotic behavior. Well, and I'm sure I'm not this surprised is going to cause. That's the same thing that we are encountering now. Yes, is because everything is fucked. Well, this is what I, this is the way I look at it. They lock people down for three, four months where they can't do shit and they scare the hell out of them, and then when they start coming out of lockdown. They're going to be able to spot the nuts, you know, because they've been in their apartment and shit, texting, getting nuttier, getting nuttier. Yeah, they've been in there texting and blogging and fucking answering shit on websites and shit like that. They can, they know exactly who they need to go to and what they need to do with that person. Binge hey. watching Dexter. I'm telling you, that's it. He, he watched Dexter. all the seasons. He got so upset at the ending. He was like, that's it. I'm going to go find me somebody. That's it. They did say that this killing looked like a professional hit job. That the guy was in wearing all black, yes. obviously with a mask. Yes. Because see, here's the thing. That's the thing. How do they know that that was the guy that got on the elevator with? That's what I don't know. The That's video. A, I mean, they, no, no, I know. But what did the guy do when he got on the elevator with the guy? 
Because he tased him. It said that he got he used. Oh, it. he tased him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's I how did. he subdued him. Okay, I didn't hear that part. But that makes sense. But now. my whole thing is like with all these masks. I mean, it you now in riots you don't or in protest you don't know when it's going from protest yeah, to riot. Yeah, bank robberies, bank yeah, robberies, yeah. any 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 kind of civil uh, disturbance can go from. Just normal people walking with their mask on to absolute civil fucking war, and you wouldn't even know it. No. You got people masking up, covering their identity. You don't know their intentions. You can't read really what's going on, especially in a crowd. Because you can't read their face. I mean, I'm not, I'm not connecting the two and saying that this happened because of a mask mandate. I'm not going that far. I'm just saying that because everybody is not only so accepting of masks, it means criminals can now move freely yes. amongst us and do and really fucked yeah. up shit because they got a mask on yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. they can't be identified yeah yeah there you go it's just bizarro i world. know it is it's crazy it's bizarro it? world it's uh i don't know two professional hit style murders you know within a very brief time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world just kind of is like hmm hmm i don't know i don't know what to do with this information and that's why we talk about it on here, because right. I don't know what well, else my, to do about, about my it. My cousin, in all seriousness today, comes up to me and says, hey, do you think that a civil war is about to pop off? It just really looks that way. I, 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 and all, I, would, I looked at him and I said, I have no clue on it, but it is starting to look that way. But I don't know if there's clearly defined sides with this. Well, I've heard it, put, think, I've heard it put this way a lot more... Uh, a lot more frequently, more recently, and and I think I even said it on the last episode, and it was like, look, I don't know where this is all taking us over the next year or five or ten, but if it does come to some level of destabilization or uh, civil war or states seceding from the union or something of that nature, then we are already in that process now. This is this is already we are fifty five days into that process. Yeah. Whatever this yeah, process leads to. Everybody in Washington knows what this leads to. Everybody there knows. They have a master fucking plan and that plan's going into action now. Sure. Well, a little bit. I, I think that I don't doubt that they have a plan. I don't think that they understand that this can get out of their control and their heads will be on the spike. If they're not careful, because here's the thing. When you get a mass amount of people all riled up and ready to do fucked up shit, their target, you know, their their field of vision gets a little blurry. Yeah, they all, well, they all have different targets. Well, they exactly. All, all, uh, every one of them do. Exactly. You know, every, every one of them's got targets in their mind, but they, but they don't implement them targets until the shit actually goes down. And then all of a sudden... There's collateral damage everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. and yes. every battle and every yes. war. And I'm sure the, polit- the politicians have plenty of, you know, enemies. Remember the guy shot up the softball game? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the Republican, wasn't it a bunch of Republicans playing softball, I believe? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was like a Bernie bro. And, yeah, uh, and he shot it up. And it was and, a charity softball game right. for Republicans. And that is crazy. That's crazy. And so... All the people that are in charge of this shit and running this shit, you know, just know you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire big time. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, it was House Majority Whip Steve Scalise that was shot back in uh, 2017. Yeah. And it was a practice session for uh, a congressional baseball game for charity. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, you know, you give anybody a motive and uh, fucked up shit can happen. And the the only thing that saved uh, the rest of the people from, you know, having further shots or further uh, gunshot victims was that Secret Service was there. Right. And with their service pistols, took them out. Yeah. Without that, without them there... Yeah, he'd have yeah. the field to himself. He would have literally. Where had are you going to go field. on a baseball field? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run towards the dugout? Hell, he might be in the dugout. You know, <laughs> you don't know. There's, Where is he? <laughs> not ideal. Not an ideal location to be. The snack shack. Yeah, well, it was a little league field. I mean, you yeah. had you had to get the you just had to get the hell out of Dodge and hope that you were running faster than the that slowest guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, or, or run faster than the aim. Exactly. <laughs> than the guy can aim. Better hope that it's yeah, and and and. 
Serpentine, serpentine. Yeah. That's definitely serpentine right there. You, better, you don't want to. You don't want to run in a straight line when people are shooting at you. Yeah, you better hope that he had shitty optics and they were getting fogged up, <laughs> because that's really your only hope for crazy shit like that. So yeah. Anyway, lots of nutty stuff going on. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's just people are dying in very mysterious ways. And then on top of that, you also have the traditional uh, ways that Americans like to kill each other, and that's with drive-by shootings. In Chicago, it seems to be the thing to do at a funeral. Yeah, coming out of a funeral. Yeah, that that happens. That actually happens more than people think. I mean, and the police did say this was an ongoing gang gang conflict, right? Which I think you can basically say for eighty percent of the murders in the South Side of Chicago are ongoing gang gang related. related. Right. Um, I saw a story that came out. uh, I, I think I came across it today. Where there's been, I think, like 16 carjackings by 10-year-olds, armed 10-year-olds going up carjacking people. It's like, Jesus. Would you hear what's going on here in Atlanta? Uh Uh-uh. With the bottles of water? No. Really? Oh. uh, Enlighten me. Let me enlighten you. All right. Obviously, young black males are on the streets of Atlanta going up to luxury cars trying to sell them bottles of water. When they don't buy, when they don't roll the window down, or don't buy a bottle of water, or don't don't communicate with them, they show them a gun. Oh. One person actually got shot at because he didn't buy a bottle of water, and people are running red lights and shit to get away from these people. They come up to you with bottles of water for sale. Mm-hmm. That's their ploy, and they're only going up to luxury vehicles. I'm glad I drive a fucking little shitty truck. Yeah, a mini because man, I've right, seen you know. that this past week. Drive. I've been driving around. Um, let's just say certain sections of town, right. which are not, um, let's say, in the high end. Right. You know, clarification. And I've seen people out selling Black Lives Matter shirts. You know, on the medians. Right. I've seen people selling Powerades and waters and stuff like that. Now. This last time that I saw it, there were three people set up, kind of like how the Shriners have it, where you're at each median around the intersection, and then you have your guy off at the inter- at the corner with right. the cooler throwing them waters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess in this case, luckily, I was hanging a right, so I was not near any of that, but I was watching them, and I'm going to come out and say it. None of these guys look like they were licensed salesmen. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. None of them look like, you know... They, uh, none of them look like they work for Aquafina. No, I don't think they were employed by Coca Cola or Deer Park. Or, no, no, they were like very it really much. It looks like Dasani is really ramping up their advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dasani. <laughs> oh man, it, but ramping that shit up. I wouldn't have bought a, any water from them anyway because, well, A, I usually have my own, and B, none of them look trustworthy to be giving money for anything. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of terrifying. I know. It is. But at the same time, um, that's only going to lead to bad shit, obviously. That's like the most obvious thing I can say because a lot of people nowadays, not just here, I'm talking nationwide, I've heard uh, numerous reports of just regular everyday people like you and me that ever since all this popped off, if they work or live in or near a major city, they're not leaving their house without their gun. Like now you have regular Joe Schmo that's staying strapped just to go to the grocery store. Right. And so, you know, it's not a good idea, people, if you're out there to be showing, first of all, to be showing off your guns. Um, but for those guys selling water and, you know, showing their guns to, you know, trying to carjack luxury car owners. Those guys are just going to get shot, or they're just going to shoot somebody. There's no good outcome here. No, I know, I know. There's and and you know, I just heard that today. I heard that on the way home, on the way home from work today. I was like, and they got to do something about these kids selling these bottles of water on the street. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy raging about? And uh, yeah, <laughs> our friend Eric Erickson, here, he hates these waters locally. Eric Erickson, he yeah. says, uh, you know, guys, he tells the he tells the tale of what's going on and people actually getting shot at, and and I'm I'm like, wow, I didn't know this was happening. I haven't been 
down in the city in a couple of weeks, you know, but, um, and when I am down there, I am head on a swivel. You got that going on. Yes. So, um, and I am on a minivan. So, you know, eh, you know, it's a 3.8. I, I don't like to brag, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, that thing scoots, man. Yeah, it'll scoot. It'll scoot. <laughs> White lightning coming through. <laughs> But I will say, yes, the head on the swivel aspect is very much, uh, I notice it, you know, uh, if there's too loud of a sound, everyone, you know, everyone's on edge. Everybody's a a little more on edge now. Actually, I think a lot more on edge now than they were two months ago or six months ago, for sure. And everybody's been locked up. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a disaster. It's a, it's just a recipe for, for disaster for crazy shit it's <laughs> and we're seeing it we're seeing it everywhere i mean it's from from chicago to uh, okay let let me make a a dip into a story that i've been on and you're on it now too mm-hmm. uh polk county florida uh the if you if you're from florida polk county is in the middle of florida lakeland is probably its biggest city i would guess uh Polk County, I've been there many times, been to the Lakeland Civic Center many times in my life, seen a lot of good bands there, uh, and they are basically the butt of jokes everywhere else in Florida. Yeah, you know, they're just southwest they, they, of Orlando. Right, and, 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 when you, and when you, when you're the butt of jokes everywhere else, you know, it's, uh, it, it, you know, you, it's a it's a something you got to live up to i guess i don't know but um anyway <laughs> you're gonna call me a motherfucker i'm gonna be one anyway in frostproof florida three friends this is just a, a fucked up story on so many levels and uh really i mean my heart goes out to all of their families man i mean this is just terrible three friends were going fishing one of the friends stopped at the dollar general store at the Dollar General store, the three people that basically slaughtered them were at the Dollar General store and got into a conversation with one of the one of the victims that stopped at the store. And from what the sheriff says, the conversation was, you know, what normal. heated, just a normal conversation. And one of the suspects, uh, his brother was with him, and his brother was the one talking with the victim and he told his brother that he was going fishing and that someone named Kevin was going to be there. And, uh, I don't have the victim's names. Uh, maybe Jim can find that. But, uh, when he left the dollar general store, when the guy told his brother that Kevin was going to be there, his brother said, Kevin's going to be there. Like, you know, let's, let's go, let's go do this. So, they follow this guy. This guy gets to where they're going to fish. Um, these three suspects pull up. It's the shooter, his brother, and his girlfriend. I got it pulled up here okay. as far as okay. just getting the names right. out. Right. So the shooter, TJ, is the shooter's name. Um, TJ gets out, and he goes up to the guy that they followed, and he says, where's Kevin? And he's got a gun on him. And... The guy looked over at the other truck, and Kevin was in the other truck with his, uh, with their other friend. I think his name's Brandon. Was that his name? Or yeah, Brandon Rollins. Yes, Brandon. Brandon was in the truck with Kevin. Yep. And so the guy sees Kevin in the truck. He goes up to the truck. He shoots Kevin. He, well, first he asked him about a motor or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Some about he claimed that, that he sold, sold a motor, a, a motor that that was his. Yeah, yeah. That that something and and there might be something to that this that comes out later. Yeah, but it's bizarre. It is. It's a very bizarre story. So anyway, he shoots Kevin. He goes around the other side of the truck and shoots Brandon, and then he goes and shoots uh, the what what was the third victim's Dam- name damien damien he was the one that damien's the one that stopped at the dollar general and damien is also the one that lived long enough to call his father yeah 
And Damien's only twenty three. And yes. none of these people no, are no, over thirty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're all in their they're all young friends. That's what they're they're yeah, young. Twenty seven, thirty, and twenty three. And the shooter is like twenty six and he's been he has two hundred and forty felony arrests. Yeah. Two hundred and forty. And he's twenty six years old. Yeah. That's all you need to know about this guy. That's all you need to know. And um so he kills all three of them. And uh, and then they go, obviously, to McDonald's yeah, and, and, order. and get 10 double cheeseburgers and two McChickens, you know, and they head back to their Burger com- takes a lot out of you. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and, they head back to, and they head back to their compound where they live. They live in a compound that's off the grid, yeah, but is within walking distance of the pond that these dudes were, or lake or whatever that these guys were fishing in. Uh, they said you could just walk through the woods and you'd be right there. In, and they lived with no water, no electricity, in trailers out in the middle of the woods. That's the and the sheriff even said, now there's some, this is a big county and there's a lot of rural areas. Yeah. But when I say this thing was out there, this was out there. Yeah, even same. even for backwoods Yeah, it's like 2,000 two square miles, I think that county is. It's, it's big. Yeah, Polk it's County big. is big. It, it's in the, it's right in the middle of Florida. And like I said, the butt of many jokes and many more to come, I'm sure. But it is unbelievable that somebody that young that has a record like that is out on the streets able to kill three friends that were going fishing. Yeah. It, it is. Now what happened it, to three strikes and you're out? Yeah. I mean, even the sheriff was like, he was shocked. Yeah. It was like 240 felony arrests this guy has. The sheriff was like, you know, he's basically wrap your mind around that, you know. Exactly. And and so But that's not that uncommon. No, there, I know that's what I'm that's what's wrong. Shitload of people out there. I, I know that uh, we all you know, you always hear America is a tyrannical country, you know, our our legal system is just snatching people up and throwing them in jail. I mean, sure, but not this guy. Like he had two hundred and forty chances to not see the light of day. And somehow our legal system said, you're free to go, go out there and mix it up with the, you know, the non-criminals and live a good life. And he said, no, that's too difficult for me. Don't want to, can't do it. Don't want a job. Don't want to work. I got a gun. I don't need any of that. Yeah. So just, I mean, again, just, I guess, uh, just, we'll we'll tag that into the, uh, what the fuck is going on category. Well, I would like to venture potentially over into at least happier waters for a second, or at least more in- or I don't know. Uh, I think the Portland stuff we talked about last week and uh, the situation there, one thing I want to correct that I said is it does sound like a lot of those uh, officers are not identifying themselves. I know that's not the happier part of what I'm talking about here, but I wanted to bring up this uh, amazing protester that is in the Portland spirit called Naked Athena. Now, if, <laughs> this uh, is still very I'm much in the what the fuck is happening category in my book. <laughs> She's quite the looker. What'd you say? I said, this is still very much in the category of what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, you, you know, if you know Portland, though, it's not odd at all. And the reason, I mean, we have a naked bike or a naked bike race every year in Portland, and people just are like, "Oh yeah, that's just the thing. We we do that. Who cares?" And so it's not insane to see a naked protester, but it is insane to see her come up in front of the cops, do yoga poses, nothing at all threatening, and they're still tossing tear gas at her. And you have this guy, you know, running in front of her with a shield and stuff. It's it's such a hilarious scene. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, I think it happens. I can't remember Saturday night, maybe. Uh, but I pulled it up on camera yeah. live when it was happening. Yeah, I was I like, Doug, are you look? Yeah. Look at this. There's look some this naked chick. crazy naked chick <laughs> doing ballet pirouettes and in she's front quite of the looker. Oh, she's yeah. quite the looker. Yeah. 
I mean, it could have it could have been much worse. <laughs> I don't That's, know if she's the looker though, because she did have a black mask on. So I don't know if she's the looker. Oh man, but her, her teeth, body is the looker. Her teeth could have been all mangled. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have no idea what you're getting. Yeah, you don't you don't have Be any careful idea out there, what that fellas. girl looks like. But, <laughs> well, uh, they said she came yeah. armed in just a beanie and a face mask. Yeah, and uh, well, and they still. That still didn't stop the riots. They no. still burn shit down. It's exactly. like, come on, people. And and you know, Arona, speaking of corrections, I have a correction to make. Dana Carvey is not Canadian. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I think he's from oh. Montana. Montana, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jim Jim looked it up. I think it is Montana. So, yeah, you can't get more American than Montana. <laughs> can I finish? Big, big sky country. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Um, hey, possibly we should also bring up some... Uh, you know, government government officials behaving badly. Uh, in Ohio, <laughs> the House Speaker there. Um, I guess uh, this guy's name is uh, Larry Householder, soon to be Larry Selinhabiter. Um, <laughs> apparently, he's in this uh, deal with. Uh, it's uh, racketeering for something called the First Energy. Um, nuclear bailout bill it was supposed to uh launder like a billion dollars through like 61 million dollars and it's the largest bribery money laundering scheme ever perpetrated against the people of ohio and it's interesting also because they're bringing up rico charges uh, (laughs) uh, potentially well, and it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a, you know, a, the government will give you X amount of dollars if you guarantee that X amount of those dollars goes over here for me and my buddies. And so he was using his position of power to levy funds to these companies in order to get a guaranteed kickback. And so there you go. There's the government working for you, taking money from you so that they can fill their pockets. Uh, but luckily, in this case, um, I think it was it was a DOJ spokesman that was given a press conference. Um, so you have the government investigating the government as the government is taking money for you to give back to themselves. And it's like, I mean, I'm glad to see that they're doing something about this. But uh, I got a feeling that there's a lot of investigations like these that they could be doing all over the place. I, I, oh, for sure, and I'm sure they are. I mean, the this was a multi-organization deal. Uh, the FBI was involved. Yeah. So a lot of different forces came together to make sure that this went down. And, I mean, not only was this dude charged, I mean, especially if we're talking RICO, uh, there were um, four lobbyists and Republican operatives uh, charged. This guy named Neil Clark, I guess he's the founder of Grand Street Consultants, uh, which is, I guess, one of the most connected lobbyists in the country. And then uh, Matthew Borges, former Ohio Republican Party chair, Juan Suspedes, co-founder of the Oxley Group, which is linked in with defense and aerospace, and then a company called Generation Now, which is a nonprofit organization Um I mean, it's all it all stinks. When is that prosecutor going to DC? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. When is when is that when is that prosecutor going to go to going to go to Washington and and start filing charges on them crooks up there? Yeah, you know. So yeah, <laughs> it's I'm just, glad to see they got at least one of them. Yeah, and he was a Republican. Yeah, so yeah, at least one of them. So you can't say, oh, Trump's FBI is you know doing his dirty work. It's like, uh, well, they okay, so they at least got this one guy. Like I said, I think they could probably look a little further. Dude, you remember <laughs> the congressman that I think he was a Democrat, I think. He had $75,000 in his freezer. Do you remember that? No. And uh, he kept his money, and uh, it went away. I mean, I, the last thing I heard was, yeah, he kept his money. <laughs> seventy-five grand in cash in his freezer. And uh, well, yeah, I, 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 that's all I remember. They said they found $75,000 in cash on his freezer, and they found this, and they found this, and they found this. And then the next story I heard was Congressman whatever, whatever is going to be able to keep the money that was in his freezer. I was like, hmm. 
Interesting. Wow. Throw $75 cash in the back of a- 75000 Yeah, throw $75,000 in cash in the back of a Honda Civic, get stopped by a state patrolman and watch and how long- And see if you get to keep it. Yeah, and watch how long you keep that money. Right. That's immediately seized right. and your ass is in the clink until yeah. they can find something to charge you with. Hey, you know, that's perks of the club there, bro. It's that's a, perks of the club. It's a you big know? club, and we ain't in it. Yeah, that's it. We are not in that club. And uh, <laughs> are they uh, sprinkling cocaine on people? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sprinkle some crack on them. Crack on them. Sprinkle some crack on them. Sprinkle some crack on them. Nice. Well, if you wanted a positive story, Arona, I got one for you. Depending on how uh, you look at it, I'm sure I could twist it into a real downer. <laughs> but it's opening day. <laughs> Baseball's back. Official competitive sports. On a, I guess, national level, is uh, officially back. They had a, the official, the the opening pitch to start the season. Ring in the season happened earlier today by one Tony Fauci at the uh, at the Nationals Yankees game held in D.C. You know, just a quick hop, jump, and skip over for Fauci. Here um, forward to be known as Foulball Fauci. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't seen the video of his uh, opening pitch, they. They did the man wrong. He should have never been on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, the guy's, what is he, four foot nothing, and he's... Like 124. Yeah, I mean, Dude's got a lot of things going against him in the physical... You can stop it at scientist. He's a scientist trying yeah. to play a sport. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a pitcher. He's not a pitcher at all. So he's on the he's he's actually on the pitcher's mound, which typically if you're throwing out the first pitch, you're not even on the pitcher's mound. You're down on the grass in front, you know, and you just lob it to the catcher. Right. There's there's no obstacles. <laughs> you don't have to curve it. Um and anyway, he just straight spiked it. It was almost as bad as the fifty cent or I'm sorry, fifty cent uh opening pitch a few years ago. But this one, he straight just I mean, he gives it his all. He get I mean, he puts that whole that whole Fauci energy into it. And it just takes a hard left, falls into the infield grass, and then pathetically rolls over the foul the first baseline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in basically between, in between in between first and, and, and home plate. And home plate. That's <laughs> yeah. basically where the ball went. And the uh, we're off to a, he a, a rip hard, roaring he start. Hit a hard grounder to the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must have greased up that ball. <laughs> so, uh, it's just hilarious. And Fauci trying to show his solidarity with what he's claiming the, for the public to do. He did. He, in case if you were wondering, he, yes, he did have a mask on, uh, even though he was sixty feet away from the nearest See, human being. See, that was the problem. He couldn't breathe. Yeah, and he could, and it was covering his eyes. It looked like it looked like the mask was over his eyes. Well, I, mean, he didn't, I don't. I didn't see glasses on him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was. He was up against it. He was set up to fail immediately. But uh, but yeah, again, you can't play sports in masks. That's yes, and and you know what I say? Go Fauci. Yeah, go do your thing, man. I like that. Yeah, yeah sure. his thing is not baseball. His thing is saving us from the plague. Well, his thing is definitely not about clearing his throat or getting a fucking lozenge. I can't right. listen to that man. Save us. I can't listen to him. Yes, but he has been around. And and in his field for a very long time, and for people to be just shitting all over him just because Trump does, is uh, is baffling to me. I, I mean, that's like, look, I paint. I've been painting for forty fucking years. Yeah. When people try to tell me how to paint, I can't tell you what it does to me. I can't explain it. But that's the way I imagine he feels <laughs> when Trump tells him. Give him some uh, hydroxychlorine. Isn't that what it's called? Chlorine? Uh, some sort of disinfectant, you know? Yeah, get uh, some when, bleach up in your when lungs. You, when you got a president, you know, president fucking, uh, I tend to call him uh, Bruno. President Bruno. Mm. Okay, you got President Bruno. And I don't mean Bruno the the, the gay, uh, you know, dude. I mean Bruno the- I call him the orange plague. You got my money? I mean that Bruno. When you got a guy like that telling a career disease expert and telling, you know, saying, look, you know, this will go away. This will go away in a month. Mm-hmm. This will be gone. Uh, uh, the sun will kill it. You know, when you got something like I can only I can only imagine what goes on in Anthony Fauci's head every time he hears Trump talk to him, every time Trump even opens his mouth to him, uh, I can I can imagine what's going on in his head. The same thing that happens when people try to tell me how to paint. It's a, it's almost like a, 
uh, war going on in my head that's like you just want to tell them to shut the fuck up. But, hey, you can't tell them to shut the fuck up because they're paying your rent. You know, they're paying your rent. Customer's always right. Yes. So, and in Fauci's case, you know, the U.S. government pays his rent. He's got to be nice. Got to be nice to the boss. You know, you don't want to get kicked out. You got to take shit from a boss. Hey, welcome welcome to the club that the rest of us have to deal with. We all have to deal with the shit from the boss. Exactly. I don't feel any sorriness for you. I shit on Fauci, not because Trump does. Oh, I don't feel sorry for him. That's not what I'm saying. I, no, I, just I know. I'm just, I'm just tearing. I'm just tearing your point away, uh, right. and now I'm gonna say my shitty thing, and that is, I shit on Fauci not because Trump does. I don't give a fuck about Trump. I think he's a fucking idiot. I think he's a buffoon. He didn't get my vote in 2016. I don't support this man. All right. However, I do think he catches uh, just a ridiculous amount of hatred. Uh, some of it warranted, but a lot of it is just absolute. Still not being able to get over the fact that he's been in this position that he should have never been in. Right. But he's been in it for fucking three and a half going on four fucking years. At some point, you got to get over that. He's going to say dumb shit. He's going to keep being the person that he's been this whole time that you don't like. And one of y'all has to get over that. And it's not going to be him. No. No. I shit on Fauci, not because it has anything to do with Trump's dumbass, but because Fauci himself has said some really, really dumb shit that he gets a pass for, but when Trump says some really, really dumb shit, it's like the world's collapsing. Fauci Fauci came out, I think, this past week praising New York's response to COVID, saying they did it right. But that's political. Wh- that's political. That that uh, Fauci shouldn't even be in that. He shouldn't even be in the political arena. That's what I'm saying. That's not what he is. Just like Arona said, he's a scientist. He's, he's a... He's the dude in the lab with the beaker and the fucking, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's the scientist. He should come out and say, this is what we recommend from a scientific perspective, and then shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear a doctor's take on anything else. But see, he, they, Trump propelled him into what he's what is happening. That that basically Fauci... Well, he's been in this position before Trump. Yeah, yeah, but, not, but he hadn't had to do what he's... He hasn't had to play politics the way he's playing it now. He's never had to do that. Never. He has the choice he's, of saying, I'm going to only say what I recommend based on COVID. I'm not open for any further fucking discussion on other items. you have a man like Trump questioning everything about what you know what the fuck is going on, it's going to cause a outburst. That's what I'm saying. Trump has the uh, innate ability to bring out the worst of any fucking person that goes up against him. The worst. He 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 has the ability to do that because he is a con man. He knows how to play people. He sure. knows how to play people against their self. That that is a that right there, that's why he's the president of the United States. Because he has a degree in bullshit. He is a he's master a manipulator. Exactly. He is a master manipulator. And when you can manipulate people to go against their own morals or against their own principles like we were talking about. When you can do that to people on such a regular and consistent basis. No, but what you were talking about, Doug, is, I mean, with the government, they're all lawyers. These are people that manipulate for a living. So... We're not going to end up on a good side, regardless of who it is, as long as um, that's what they're set on, is manipulating the American public and make sure we, you know, march to their tune. Yeah. I mean, have have the medical expert come up, give his spiel about the virus, have him walk the fuck off stage, and the president can say whatever dumb shit he wants. But we don't have to keep mm-hmm. hearing Fauci play politics. I don't want to hear any scientist play politics. Science should be devoid of... Of politics, but see when you put a when you put a scientist, which you have to, you it, it, it makes sense to put a the head of the CDC needs to be a scientist, you know, and then the and then the head of that needs to be a scientist. That's who Fauci is, basically. Well, yeah. so he needs to be a scientist. He doesn't need to be a politician, but he's forced to be a politician because of the position that they put him in. So when you're forced to play politics and you don't know anything about politics and you're getting fucking shot across shots across the bow from the 
some of the greatest politicians and con men of all time. Uh, you're going to fuck up. You are going to fuck up and you're going to say things that go against everything that they say just because they're pissing you off. Sure. And, and, and I'm going to shit on both of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So Fauci is not, he's not God. He has his lifelong experience that he can give his take. Right. Again, when you go to a doctor and when you get a prognosis that you don't like, do you just go, well, that's it. That's that's 100%. No, you go get a second opinion. Right. You go see a third option. Right. You, you get more than just one opinion on medicine. I don't know why we're just going, this is the guy who has all, the, everything he says is just the way it goes. Uh, and we're supposed to just take it as the, the holy grail. Right. Um, I think he should be open for questions, criticisms, critiques, whatever, and he should be able to stand up for it. But if you're going to come out and say that New York handled this perfectly, you're a dumbass. At least in that instance, you're a dumbass. Right. A dumbass who can't throw a baseball. There. <laughs> Got the last one in and zinga. And I guess on that note, this is where we will bid adieu. Till next time. Not sure when, when we will record again. It might be a week and a half from now. So if there's a little delay in episodes... Don't worry, friends. We'll, uh, we'll be back, buddy. Should be next next Sunday. Next Sunday. So, uh, until then, remember, love each other. Don't beat the shit out of each other. And, uh, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs>